0: It was on a Tuesday morning in April of 2001 that Scottsdale, Arizona was rocked by an explosion that had turned a quiet suburban neighborhood into the scene of a raging house fire that threatened to spread to nearby homes. The home engulfed in flames belonged to Robert and Mary Fisher, who along with their two young children had lived in that home for several years. After the fire had been extinguished, investigators, stepping through the charred remains of the Fisher home, made a series of gruesome discoveries. The bodies of Mary Fisher and her two children. All three had been murdered before the fire. And conspicuously absent from the scene was Robert Fisher. Robert Fisher disappeared in the dark of night and remains on the FBI's 10 most wanted list to this very day. Odd clues discovered in the aftermath of the explosion and murders followed by tips that have ultimately led nowhere have many law enforcement officials at odds with each other over what actually happened to Robert Fisher and where he could be. Did he commit suicide somewhere in the vast forests of northern Arizona? Or is he still alive, a fugitive on the run from justice? This is the re-recorded version of Episode 2 of Season 1 of They Disappeared, A Monster Among Us, The Disappearance of Robert William Fisher. know that they were involved in a fight at around 10 p.m. that night. Robert Fisher's seen taking $280 out of an ATM directly south of his house, less than, less than a half a mile away, and he's never seen again. Flames destroyed the home quickly yesterday morning. Robert Fisher and the family's SUV were nowhere to be found. police believe Robert Fisher is on the run tonight and that he may be dangerous. Robert Fisher has been missing since the family's home was rocked by an explosion early Tuesday morning. Police say Mary, Brittany, and Bobby Fisher were all murdered. It's one of the great unanswered stories in Arizona history. What happened to that family? Why did he do it? Where is he? We just don't know. In the early morning hours of April 10, 2001, police and firefighters were dispatched to a cul-de-sac in a Scottsdale neighborhood after a flurry of 911 calls alerted emergency services of an explosion in large house fire. explosion was said to have been felt up to a mile away from the blast site, and the fire had fully engulfed the home and a newer model Dodge pickup truck parked in the driveway. After the fire had been extinguished, investigators on the scene entered the smoldering ruin of what they now knew to be the family home of Robert and Mary Fisher, and their two young children, 10-year-old Bobby and 12-year-old Brittany. As the detectives combed through the rubble. Swarms of local media had arrived on the scene to report on the explosion and blaze. As they began interviewing neighbors and onlookers, they soon received word of a gruesome discovery made inside of the Fisher home. Police found the bodies of a woman and two children in a Scottsdale home this morning after a fire. It happened in South Scottsdale, near Scottsdale Road and McDowell. John Brotsky has spent the day at the scene. And John, do investigators have any idea what specifically happened here? Carrie, they really don't have too many answers this evening. They do know that there are three people. There were three people in the home. They found them dead this morning. And they're trying to find the husband who also lived in the home. Robert and Mary Fisher are the parents. 12-year-old Brittany and 10-year-old Bobby, the kids. Robert and one of the family's vehicles are still missing. investigators, considering the possibilities that Robert's absence from the scene and his unknown whereabouts could be a potential clue as to his involvement in the deaths of his wife and children, decide to keep a key detail of their findings at the scene, a secret from the media. And they refuse to publicly name him a suspect. Uh, Mr. Fisher is still outstanding And as we have said from the beginning, um, he is a very vital part of this investigation, but we have not labeled him as a suspect, nor have we requested an arrest warrant be issued for his arrest. Again, I want to stress that he's not a suspect at this point, but he's certainly a vital piece of this puzzle and what happened here. You see, investigators were speculating at that time that Robert could be in hiding and possibly paying attention to any details released by the media as the story grew. By only acknowledging that Mary Fisher and her children were found deceased in the home, they believed there was a possibility that Robert could return, and then act oblivious to what had happened to his house and family. But this could only work if the details that law enforcement was keeping out of the media remained unknown publicly, but unfortunately, days later, the media was tipped off to Mary and her children's true causes of death, and after forcing law enforcement to acknowledge those facts, the story hit all of the local airwaves. Our other top story tonight, within the past hour, police announced they are now investigating a fire in Scottsdale as a triple homicide. Robert Fisher has been missing since the family's home was rocked by an explosion early Tuesday morning. Police say Mary, Brittany, and Bobby Fisher were all murdered. TV5 News learned how the Fisher family died. Wife Mary was shot in the head. 13-year-old Brittany and 10-year-old Bobby had their throats slashed. The man missing after his family's bodies were found in a house is now being called a suspect in their deaths. Police agencies from around the state have been notified that Robert Fisher is a murder suspect and they have been told that if he is found, to arrest him on site. With details of the murders now public, and their primary suspect still unaccounted for and potentially armed and dangerous, the investigation intensifies. By then... Detectives had learned that Robert was a no-call-no-show to his job at the Mayo Clinic the morning of the explosion. Inside of his burned-out truck, they found several charred pages of a Bible. They had also concluded that the cause of explosion and blaze had been the result of a gas pipe that had been deliberately disconnected from the home's water heater. This slowly filled the home with gas until it reached a candle that had been lit and left at the far end of an interior hallway. Accelerants had also been used, all in a likely attempt to create a raging inferno strong enough to destroy enough of the evidence to conceal the crime. They further noted that all but one of Robert's guns were retrieved from the home. A handgun which likely fired the bullet found in Mary's head. The investigation had also uncovered some dark details from inside Robert and Mary's marriage. It was learned that a year prior to the murders, Robert had had an affair from which he contracted an STD. Robert's sister, Jean, had this to say about the effect the affair had on the marriage in an interview she gave to documentary filmmaker Charlie Minn. I know that my brother was um, unfaithful one time in their marriage. He, He had a back injury and he went to have a massage and he fell into temptation. Mary was gone at the time. She came back and my brother confessed it to her. And that's when they started going through counseling. Their marriage suffered greatly after that. And I don't know if Mary ever forgave my brother after that. According to additional interviews conducted with close friends and family of the Fishers, after the revelation of the affair, Mary had threatened to leave Robert. And Robert, being a man of strong faith and having his own bad personal experiences with divorce growing up in a broken home, with an abusive stepfather did not take the thought of divorce lightly this had resulted in frequent arguments and shouting matches between the two a former neighbor of the fishers named Wade Rensack gave this interview for a Robert Fisher documentary describing the altercations he had witnessed between Robert and Mary him and his wife fought They fought a lot. Now, to his credit, he never really ever raised his voice or screamed at his wife. It was always his wife doing the screaming at him, calling him worthless, saying she could have done better. Now, this happened almost on a daily basis for over a decade. As they continued to gather evidence and conduct interviews with the couple's friends, neighbors, and relatives, detectives pieced together a timeline of critical events the night before the house fire. On Monday, April 9th at approximately 10 p.m., 10 hours before the explosion, several neighbors reported hearing the Fishers having a loud argument. Less than an hour later, at 10.42 p.m., Cash was withdrawn from one of the couple's accounts at a nearby ATM. Photographs obtained from that machine showed Robert Fisher in a t shirt and jeans wearing a Raiders ball cap with Mary's Toyota Forerunner parked in the background. Bank records confirmed that Robert had taken $280 out, the max allowed at the time. The last photograph shows Robert returning to the SUV before he vanishes into the night, leaving behind the murdered bodies of his wife and children in the family home that he had turned into a ticking time bomb. After photographs of Robert at the ATM are released, an APB is put out for Mary Fisher's SUV. And soon after, authorities would receive their first and only big break in this case. On April 20th, 10 days after the explosion, and nearly 100 miles away, a man hiking in northern Arizona near Young Road in the Tonto National Forest contacted the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. To report that he had seen a vehicle closely matching the description of Mary Fisher's missing Toyota Forerunner. The hiker indicated the truck was parked off of a forest road near the Apache Indian Reservation in the Hell's Gate Wilderness. Local law enforcement was immediately dispatched to the reported location, where they confirmed that the truck parked there is, in fact, Mary Fisher's SUV. Mary's SUV appears to have been parked in the same spot for several days as it has a small collection of fallen pine needles on its hood and roof. Circling nearby, authorities find the Fisher family dog, Blue, a two-year-old Queensland healer. Despite being apprehensive and having a muzzle full of porcupine quills, officers are able to safely secure him from the scene. Because the area around the truck is dense wilderness with numerous caves, and knowing that Robert Fisher is armed and could be hiding nearby, local law enforcement lets the air out of the SUV's tires, while the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office sends a Scottsdale SWAT team to assist with securing the scene and to conduct a thorough ground search of the immediate area. When the SWAT team arrives, They fan out over the area and conduct a tactical sweep of the forest. Tracking dogs are deployed, and ranger helicopters hover overhead, keeping a watchful eye on the ground for any signs of Robert. Local law enforcement assists, stopping all cars traveling on the nearby forest roads, checking IDs of all occupants and drivers, and then warning them not to pick up any hitchhikers and to report any individual they see wandering in the area, matching Robert's description. Local news reporters arrive on the scene soon after, and capture footage of the ground search efforts. Near dark, after several hours of searching, there is word from authorities on the ground. They believe they have tracked Robert to a nearby cave, and they have him surrounded The cave authorities had focused on is known as the Club 41 Cave, a former mob hideout in the 40s during Prohibition, and it is one of the largest caves in that area of the woods. With the cave secured, a negotiator is brought in in an attempt to coax Robert out. When no response is received and warnings go unanswered, tear gas and flashbang grenades are dropped into the cave to force him out. When Robert still doesn't emerge, a sewer camera is lowered in to safely scan the cave for him, but it cannot locate him. Finally, spelunkers are brought in to crawl to the farthest reaches of the cave to look for any signs of Robert. When they return, they inform authorities they saw no evidence that Robert was ever in the cave. In the search days that followed, the weather turned, and heavy snowfall hampered the effort. After three days, authorities finally called off the search, citing the weather. They also suggested that if Robert was still in that area of the forest, he was likely deceased, either by suicide or having succumbed to the elements. Many law enforcement officials speculate that Robert escaped long before Mary's truck was discovered, possibly by hitchhiking or some other means. Others believe that he took his own life in those woods, citing the lack of any planning or preparation, and the assets and valuable possessions he left behind. There was his loyal dog, Blue, who many of his friends said he would never have purposely left alone in the woods. Robert also reportedly told a hunting friend that he could not live without his family, even going as far as saying he would choose suicide over divorce. Questions remain as to how thorough any of the searches in the forest were and why so much focus was spent on the Club 41 when there are so many other caves nearby, even some closer to the spot Mary's truck was found. Pictures at the funerals for Mary, Brittany, and Bobby had Robert cropped out of them. Mary's father, Bill Cooper, gave the eulogies for his daughter and grandchildren. At one point, he pleaded with Robert to come back home, saying that he just wanted to talk to him and that he still loved him as a son. If Robert was alive to hear it, He rejected his father-in-law's request. Bill Cooper passed away, not ever knowing if Robert will be brought to justice. It's now been 20 years since Robert Fisher vanished in the middle of the night, leaving a frustrating mystery behind him. And despite law enforcement and the FBI continuing to receive tips on his case, Robert Fisher's whereabouts remain unknown. It's difficult to comprehend that someone could disappear in this day and age, in a world where technology seems inescapable. But until his body is found, or he is finally captured and brought to justice, the speculation over where Robert Fisher is will continue on he may likely remain a mystery. If he is never captured or his remains are not ever found, we will never know for certain if he is out there hiding in plain sight, walking the streets, a monster among us. Thank you again for listening. My follow-up episode detailing my experiences looking into the Fisher case will be completed and coming out shortly.